Last week, we introduced O The Anthem 365. This week, O The Anthem 365 version 2.0. This is Corey, and this is the O The Anthem podcast. I mean, I prefer 365 part D, <laughs> but that's because I had class. Uh, welcome to episode 365 again of the O The Anthem podcast. Coming to you from hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, and if you've been with us for any amount of time, you know anchor.fm forward slash O The Anthem is the place you can go to find the audio version on whatever platform you choose to listen to it. And of course, if you're watching us live, it's Monday nights, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We're live everywhere, and you can be a part of the show on our Discord. Make sure you join us there. Uh, the link is available on social media, so make sure you check that out. No producer Roberto today because, um, what is it, that, that little uh, accent you used to do from like Louisiana? Um, uh, he's got he got himself a case of the terribles. There you go. He got a case of the terribles, uh, and uh, so he won't be joining us today. And um, I do believe I've come down with a case of the vapors. <laughs> and uh, we tried to get producer Brooks to do the show, but he said, "Listen, when you take a step down from the A leagues, you don't get to step back up." So unfortunately, you have to deal with me. I'm today. producing a new podcast. He says, <laughs> "It's the Bark Cast." The uh, shit about poop. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. He's doing some sort of taste testing uh, <laughs> I wasn't aware. Yeah. Good for him. Good. Fucking puppies. <laughs> He's cute. He's it's fine. He's learning. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so the joke up front, obviously. Uh, last week, if you listened, uh, there was a mix-up, and we said that it was episode 365, when in fact, this is episode 365. Well, but let's just be clear. Uh, wait, which politician said that? Let's, let me be clear. Uh... It wasn't I, a mix-up on our part. I did, not, <laughs> I did not have sex with. Is that what it was? Sexual relations with that woman? Possibly. Um, so what had happened was we changed the titles of the episode. I changed the titles of the episode, and then our uh, illustrious producer said, "Oh no, they didn't save." And I looked down and saw it said three sixty four, and I was like, "Well, oh, we don't have time. Let's go. We're going live right now." So then, in my mind, I was like, "If it didn't save, this must be three sixty five. But what happened was it did save, uh, and last week was 364, and apparently it was correct on the live stream, because it said 364 on the live stream, which was the correct episode. Hmm. Um, I just thought that was incorrect, because our producers are top-notch. Well, it, nothing like uh, having a producer to throw under the bus whenever <laughs> there's a problem That's with why this. I keep inviting him to be a producer. <laughs> what other reason do you have to have a producer? I don't know. Uh Speaking of uh, interesting things that can be found on the interwebs, uh, the uh, QAnon doc, uh, Q Into the Storm, just had its final episode last night. We mm -hmm. didn't want to talk about it really until uh, we reached the dramatic conclusion. Uh, Corey's always afraid of the hot takes. It's not that I'm afraid <laughs> of the hot takes. I, I, you know, I... I bet Steve Bannon's Q. <laughs> oh. In, uh... Like six or seven hours before the premiere of the final episode, uh, Ron and Jim Watkins were on some sort of live stream, some sort of podcast or something like that, hmm. and they were speculating who they think they'll be outed as Q, <laughs> <laughs> oh. which is uh, part of the uh, part of the maybe if you don't wait into the hot takes too much, then you don't. Hmm. But here's a hot take: QAnon is stupid. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> anybody who who thought that this was like a real fucking thing needs to seriously examine 
how they come about the takes that they do. I just, I don't know. Like much unlike not uh, much, much unlike the Neo Jayhawks, which as I continue <laughs> to say are a real thing. And you can join us on our tirade, our crusade, if you will, of terror through the Midwest and the South. Just reach out Corey at the no, and you absolutely can join not. us. It's not, be totally fine. I am not related to this, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> You know, it's the. Uh, I don't want to know about this new University of Men, Kansas men's basketball team. I'd prefer to be on the so, outside. So here's the funny thing, uh, and the people who go to Kansas so don't know. So cue into the storm ah. is is uh, on HBO Max. Five episodes available now to watch. Six, six Is it six? Yeah, it's six. I thought it was five. Oh, no, because well. remember, you didn't watch two, and then we watched two, and you're like, oh, there's another one. Oh, oh, wait, there's another one because they dropped two, two, and two. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess so. Um, but. Uh, fascinating stuff from the outer reaches of the internet, I guess. Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. It's a, I, I still maintain with all these documentaries though, that, uh, it could be half as long and still be as enjoyable. I think. Well, I think the, the problem, uh, not the problem, but HBO is part of time Warner. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, they're just looking for content. And if you tell them, I have a three-hour documentary. There's somebody who's like, would you give us four hours for the same price? Yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, I have 90 hours of footage. I could cut together something. <laughs> I guess I could put together a, a sizzle. Or I could put together a director's cut or something. I have the I have all of this footage about a guy escaping Manila. It has nothing to do with the actual story, but we could make up mo basically a whole episode just that. HBO Max executives open up the door. They're like, do you think you can make this? It's like, nope. Zack Snyder, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they went four to hours Snyder. say no more. <laughs> they went to Snyder and they were just like, "Listen, we really we have a four and a half hour stretch uh, that we really need to fill in our schedule." And he was like, "I can make a couple cuts and uh, I can get it down." I think probably to that time frame. Uh, but it, listen, uh, yes, if you're looking for insight into why somebody would fall into the cult that is QAnon. I don't think this is the documentary that's going to explain that. This is not the Scientology documentary that like uh, Leah Remini going through. I, I see almost from her perspective of like, oh, so like your parents were in it. And yeah, much like you and I grew up in religious households. It's like, oh, uh, as much as I maintain my belief that I am an atheist and my belief that there is no God, I do at times have that pang of like, but what if I'm wrong? <laughs> All evidence aside, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> you get and, up to the pearly gates and you're just like, oh, wow. Well, shit. Uh, but, you know, then Law it's... degree don't fail me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, lucky for me, it'll be uh, Mitt Romney standing at the gate and I'll be like, yeah. well, I was fucked either way, so <laughs> it didn't really matter. Um, or... Turns out the correct answer was Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> Mormons. Uh, sorry, everybody else. Uh, or, uh, you know, one of the other uh, 1,500 religions uh, yeah. that are currently available or the thousands. Or Zeus is standing at the gate. And I'm like, Woo, way off on that one. Way off on that one. We gave up too early on that one. <laughs> but I, like, if you're looking for insight into how do people fall into it, that's not what this is about. It's about how it developed. And it's the, the PSYOP. So if, if you could hang out with L. Ron Hubbard and see, like, what brought him to the point of writing uh dianetics and like i bet you i could hustle a lot of fucking people with this yeah. and then he does it and you're watching him along the way it's not maybe with him maybe if you were um 
if you lived in he I mean there. I I think that's a pretty fair example I think cuz it, it's uh it's it's more of the back end of how something like QAnon is allowed to grow as opposed to what is Q per as se if you were coding it yeah as if you were coding you're some sort of code monkey hmm. exclamation point hmm. um i i i would have personally enjoyed a little bit more going into the depths about the the Q nonsense because i i i feel like uh there's more of a there's more interesting parts of that story that were left unexamined yeah but i i can see how they got to the place they did with the documentary and where they focused more on the people who are allowing this to come into being and who might be behind it as opposed to what's being spouted because any saying anything that Q believes sort of gives credence to it in a way. Yeah. So like they sort of did it a little bit with the uh, Pizzagate and like how that led up to but you I know, think like they, people they, showing up with guns. But they like, focused on the people showing up with guns. And yeah. like, this is what happened. Not like, here are the nine drops that led people to believe that. It was really like, so Q said some stuff and then pizza place and yeah. somebody showed up. But there, you, I'm always concerned about false equivalency. Like uh, CNN has. I mean, I, I guess. Uh, sorry, just to cut yeah. it back real quick. I think I think the point to me is that like if you're watching this and you have zero clue what QAnon is and, and never heard a story or watch, anything like don't that. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Uh, I don't imagine you get to January 6th and you're not like in the mind of a person who's, you know, like see, in siege of the Capitol. Like, I, I don't know that you're, you get to the finale and you know any more than you did before, because I think you have to have a base knowledge of what QAnon is to even follow the story. Yeah. Um, you really need to come. And I, again, I didn't watch one and it's, fullness because i already came in and once they started talking about it i was like tune out a bit and do other stuff um so maybe there was stuff in one that would give you a a better base to get into it but uh, i really kind of watched hard from two on and i having a base understanding i feel like i was there but i what we talked about before is that the false equivalency cnn says we have two fantastic directors on. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is here to talk about uh, his views from uh, the left. And then we also have Corey Baker here, who's going to be talking about his views from the right. And it's like, yes, they're both directors. And yes, they both have had fantastic work. <laughs> but. I like that. You use the term both. <laughs> but um, one of those people can talk about, uh, you know, starting out doing eight millimeter films and then, you know, just. No, I'm going to make what I want to make. And if people are going to like it, they're going to like it. I'm going to keep pushing until I have a blockbuster movie with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio playing opposite each other. And the other guy had me doing sound for one of his films. (laughs) So not exactly the same thing. Now, could they both have valid opinions? Absolutely. Is there a chance that one of these guys is pulling shit out of his ass? Yes. Yeah. And But if I put you there side by side... Then you, it looks like you look like you're equivalent to yeah. each other and you're not. And that's why I, I don't like the like I, w- I want to learn about the crazy QAnon shit that was so far that I didn't even know. Like I didn't even get into the depths of like, well, listen, if you look at, at drop 13 and 17 and nine and you just overlay them, the letters that do line up in the same spot spell out this, which, by the way, isn't probably a thing. But I bet you somebody has tried that and they've been like, yeah, yeah. the 40th letter of every drop was Q. And you're like, that's got to mean something. But yeah, I'm sh- sure it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, uh, again, to me, uh, I, I think that 
most of the questions that people I think were asking themselves about QAnon leading into the release of this doc didn't necessarily get answered. Other questions right. that you weren't asking got answered and it was a fascinating story, but like, you know, like nobody, it, I imagine somebody who might've seen it would, or like saw it on HBO max. Like, am I going to watch this tonight? You know, they come in it from, Oh, I haven't talked to my uncle for a year because of this shit. Or yeah. uh, like, what is this about? Or, Oh, I've heard of this thing. Or uh, this is what the capital was about. Right. And you know, like, a lot of things that that relate to, you know, like, what is it? And I, I again, I feel like they they touched on it enough so that somebody could understand that there's underground community of largely right wing people who have, have been radicalized into believing that, like, fantastical stories. Yeah. Are yeah. capable are possible. Like, uh, you know, and again. I'm not wholesale saying that there's not a global cabal somewhere. I'm just saying that if you're going to do it, you got to come with a little bit more proof than currently you have, you know, like then secret drops. Yeah. That like are pinned by a watch because a like a lot of this is based off of, you know, like saying that the media is, uh, you know, slanted into a particular side or they're always going to mm-hmm. give you the news the way that they, they choose to give it to you. And there's only so many, you know, like it, all the news, uh, that you possibly watch is one of seven large corporations that owns all of them. Yeah. Like these are all valid points. Absolutely. And this is what gets somebody in the door to, yes, they're all under the same brain trust, some new world order I of love media the, conglomeration. Like the recovery stories, the guy who apologized Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Cause he was like, I, you know, I legitimately thought you were drinking the blood of children. Uh, he was just like, it's a slippery slope. Cause as soon as you find the one thing that you agree with, and it's probably true. Like, Seven corporations control the news in the entire world. Six of those seven corporations are headed by a single individual. One mm-hmm. less now since Viacom. Is one out. of the one of those corporations put on HBO, put on HBO on Max, and put on the Q documentary. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think that you, the one thing I I was missing from this wasn't missing from this, and you put it aptly. I'm going to put it a different way, less aptly. The jinx has <laughs> fucked us up. Yeah, because we are consistently waiting for the hot mic of one of these guys in the show to be like, "What do you want me to say? I'm Q. I'm fucking Q. Like, I don't. What? Do you, I can't just admit it straight out." And then you'd be like, "Oh, he fucking said it. He yeah. is." Because one documentary, one time, got a guy to admit he killed somebody on mic. Well, and and the other part too is that like the reveal of Ron as Q, yeah, is kind of like it, Ron lies all the time, not in like a. Uh, you know, like, oh, do you know who I was dating last night? Uh, I went out on a date with Pamela Anderson. Yeah, and we like, know that. That's guy. a clear lie. Yeah, like, we know I, I that. I know guy. that shit's li- <laughs> like. It's just like one of those like, oh, last night I ate Arby's, and it's just like, you find out that he went to Subway, and it's like, why did he lie? Like that didn't seem like a high stakes lie. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Is but, he does he just lie all the time? And then like it makes you wonder if he does admit things if he's lying too. You know, like, yes. It, 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 the 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 great thing about the jinx was you got him walking away going like oh they fucking got you now they're gonna figure out you murdered her yeah and it's like you put out the statement as good as you possibly like it was written like it was manna from heaven just coming down like, yeah that was the problem like you know like we didn't have the like shit i hope he doesn't know that i'm q am i still on this call <laughs> like i mean but there was that moment where he was like uh we can be done recording if you want and he puts the camera yeah, down yeah, yeah. And, and i keep kept thinking we're gonna get that hot mic moment and we just didn't well that was the that was the bannon yes like the yes i think, I think bannon's q 
or like we all know Bannon's Q or something like that. Like and I kept going back and forth between either this guy is the smartest Ron is either yeah. the smartest guy in the world or he's a guy with half a plan and just has stumbled into some really lucky shit. See, so. I I don't I I I don't put the like he's some evil genius yeah. mantle on him. I think it's more that he is a creature of message boards yep. because he runs them. Yep. Like he knows how they operate. And I think he has a better understanding of how. Uh, so like uh, I would always know when it was going to get busy at the restaurant mm-hmm. because certain things would happen. Yeah. Like you could all start the, seeing it. Start yeah. To you could start together. seeing like the little indications that the rush is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, usually it's like you get like five customers all at once and then all of a sudden you have like two minutes off or like five minutes off or there's nobody and you're just like, it's coming. Yep. This is the first batch of a lot of people walking through the door. Everybody was thinking about coming. A bunch <laughs> of people went with their first thought. Yeah. We're about to get 10 times that many who had that as their second thought and went with it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, I feel like because he knows how people react to things being posted on the site, like he might have a more... Uh, a better understanding of how to, if you worked at YouTube and you were in charge of writing the algorithm, yeah. you'd probably make really good YouTube videos because you know what it takes to get the algorithm to spike to give you what you want. Like you know, that's there is the, a reason people at YouTube are not allowed to monetize their channels because yeah. they have insight into how to make people watch the videos, and right? Keep them on the channel, and just because. But even if you know, like even if you're a guy who, even if you write the algorithm yeah. for YouTube and you have your own channel talking about trinkets. Uh, you, you don't, you wouldn't necessarily be successful. You have to have things go right too. True. So yeah. like even a, a dumber person can get lucky and have all the right things happen in, in place where yeah. it sort of goes like that. And I, I think that's sort of where, well, <laughs> the only thing that was upsetting to me is to find out that, um, well, to not find out that I, I was not a suspect. BQ. <laughs> And uh, they didn't even throw an oddball. I, it's he's on message boards, which, you know, I'm on Reddit. Yeah. And I was on 8chan sometimes, mainly just to laugh at nerds. But, you know, I say that ironically. Also, uh, I think the Socratic argument style is basically my heart and soul <laughs> of argument style. It's like I believe nothing that I'm saying, but I'm going to make you defend the point that you just made by asking a ridiculous open-ended question, yeah. which is, in fact, how Q operates. Uh, also, uh, I like to fuck with conservatives by pretending I'm conservative and then make them do dumb shit. So I feel like I, I was not considered, and can I, I should have been. Can I, can I uh, make a pitch for one thing I would have added to the doc? <laughs> Go ahead. I, I think you're going to add something to the list of no, how I can be cute. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 that idea gave me an idea. Okay, go ahead. Yep. I think the uh, the filmmaker, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but the guy who was in charge, we see him on camera a yes, lot. Yes, Cullen? Cullen? Yeah, Cullen. There we go. Um, I think that he should have had like somebody who was clearly not Q, mm-hmm. but like on his board that he goes back to every once in a while and comes up with big stretches as as to why to yeah so like in a QAnon kind of way like he's just like people who have been on my list of suspects Raman Jin Watkins Frederick Bannon uh Steve Bannon uh Flynn Steve and <laughs> fucking this guy who was the third lead on, on an ABC sitcom that nobody watched like now let me tell you why John Thompson that. here's why I think it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just like go it like every 
you know, every 40 minutes or so worth of episode time, just have him like cut to like a camera pointed right at him and just be like, put together all the steps. He did an ad for PNC. PNC is the fifth largest financial institution. <laughs> the fifth largest media market is Fox. And they said on 5505 this at five o'clock. <laughs> And then just, just like, boy, whatever happened to that show, Crazy Town? It's just like, ha 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 ha. I think now you back to our show, and then just like go back to like you know like trying to get Brennan out of Manila and stuff. Like I that. don't <laughs> like, know the guy's name who played Q on Star Trek, but I would have loved to see that. As oh he, yeah, like, it always just comes back to like, why Q? Why the letter Q? Because he thinks he is Q. Because <laughs> a big James Bond fan, clearly. <laughs> Which was yeah. which was my first? Did you hear what Q said? I was like, James, James Bond. Bond? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that the one of the overarching messages that they didn't really push enough at the end of the doc is where are they? Where yeah. are all the QAnon people? Where is Q? Uh, and I think Jim ironically put it most aptly during the documentary. Uh, I think it was Jim that one of two things is going to happen: either uh, he's going to disappear. After the the election, because mm. the president has won, Trump has won, and he's no longer needed because it was really just to rally the base. Or he will disappear because he's out of power and he really didn't know anything. Or he'll stick around and just try to continue to manipulate things. We got a little bit of that up to the sixth. But that wasn't even really Q because that was really the stuff for Q was kind of like last late last year. But my big fear with the idea of QAnon just in general, is that this isn't necessarily the successful version of this play. Yes. And like, now I think that's what they ended up going with is the point, is that it could be... Because it's, you know, like, think about, like, uh, like boy bands were around for a while, and then all of a sudden, uh, Perlman figured out the the magic to put, like, he had the, the code, and then he started launching boy bands one after the other. Make too many of them. Yeah. Yeah. But they were all successful. Like he, he figured out the, 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 the algorithm, if you will. So yeah, but, like, but then he switched gears. Cause he was like, you know what? Justin's what they really well, he want. got too greedy. That's it. That was his problem. He, he thought that he could, he could stand over top of them forever. And he just never, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe I guess it was scooter. Who's like, you know what? We don't need the five guys. I need the one really cute guy. In the I mean, middle. at the end, it, all, all these stories are Icarus to flying too close to, yes. the, to the sun. What, Dr. Luke? What? Anyway. Um, <laughs> he didn't molest the son. Or <laughs> uh, I almost had a chance to have lunch with Dr. Luke this week. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Yeah. I almost had a chance to have lunch with him. Chose not to because uh, Probably given the, the opportunity to even further my own career by, you know, having uh, some sort of breaking bread with somebody of that caliber. I said no because uh, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, what was that question I asked you about uh, Woody? Uh, anyway, COVID. Uh, so, talking about uh, the COVID news of the week. Oh, wait. I have the wrong picture queued up. Hang on. Uh, whoop, that's not it. Should I, uh, should I start? Yeah, go it? ahead. I'm well, going to skip ahead here a little bit. We, uh, we had our highest travel weekend mm. in two years uh, this past weekend. Yes. And I, I definitely felt it uh, sort of in the ether of social media <laughs> that it seems like more people are out and about um fuck you guys by the way well i mean, i i i feel less to judge seeing as this week i will be driving to san francisco <laughs> to oh get, that's right to get out that's right a, you can't judge anymore so i must now become judge jury and executioner no because i mean like i it, i do feel like there is uh 
there are there are safe ways to do this and non-safe ways to do this. Like the people of rural Illinois might disagree with you. Well, they have. We'll get to that. Um, I mean, I think that the less people that you interact with in general, the better off your chances of not contracting the vi- just rule of large numbers says that, you know, like my life in general, then will just make me safe <laughs> forever. So it'll be great. I, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm at the point now where I'm, I got the one dose. Mm-hmm. My second dose is next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, two weeks out from that, I'm, you know, I'm not immune, but the efficacy is 95% ish. Yep. Um, edging the, up towards 100, the further we get. So, yeah. And the, but more, more importantly at that point, I am feeling confident that I do not get the serious illness or the death, which is really the concern, uh, rather than the, uh, I, cause again, I, I, I think we said this before. I feel like if I got COVID, there's better than even shot that I would just be able to pass it and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But the, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> aspect of that is the most and the high risk factor for you to, to not have the smooth sailing. Yeah. Uh, is higher just, uh, due to your own factors. Yeah. And I gotta say, uh, you know, you got the next shot coming up next week. Um, hundred percent efficacy working, working towards hundred percent efficacy, like two, three weeks away. Uh, I've always known you to be such a daredevil, which explains why you would travel the week before those things happen. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I think for me, this is the, the, I, I've wanted to be able to do something mm-hmm. that was safe this entire time. You know, uh, I go hiking every weekend. Oh, I know. But I mean, like there've been safe. various times throughout this whole thing where we talked about like, well, is there a way to do Vegas safely? And uh, we would examine potential. I am paying for a weekend for everyone to go somewhere. Yeah. And it was forcibly pressed to wait until after everybody gets a vaccine. Yeah. Instead of like, let's do a, a ski weekend where I offered to pay for a ski up chalet where we drive in with groceries to a chalet. We ski out of the chalet onto the slopes at the end of the day you ski back into the chalet let's be honest most of our crew would spend the entire trip in a hot tub with bottles of wine they would not come into contact with anyone except for maybe the drizzly delivery driver uh and otherwise we have no contact with anyone we don't even have to get like on the roadway to go to the to the uh, slopes nope can't do it need to wait and then one week before your second dose you're traveling it's it is amazing how the how the vaccine just immediately like like the day after the vaccine I'm just like I'm good. <laughs> so what you're seeing, folks, is why America is doomed right here. Let me let me make him front and center. Why America's doomed it's right hard. on your screen right now. It's so hard. I uh I just don't get the I really don't get the flying, to be honest. And the going to the places where I mean, because at the very least uh, California right now, as the numbers say, mm-hmm. uh, doing very well. Uh, L.A. I, I, I'm still fascinated by this. I think it's just the rule of large numbers that, that we cannot comprehend the overall numbers. Uh, go ahead. Give, give the numbers out. Go ahead. No, I mean, like we're at the like L.A. had like 489 cases or something like that today. Mm-hmm. The last couple weeks have all been several hundred sort of a day. plateau of several somewhere between. Day. Uh, 400 and 900 or so, I guess it would be a general 
testing is down 70%. Yeah. The vast majority of people who are being tested are healthcare workers who are vaccinated who must be tested. So positivity rates being down, not surprising, giving all statistical evidence. Yeah. I mean, I, I am I am nervous about the test. I mean, the last uh, the last couple times I got tested. Nobody was there. Nobody was there. So it's not quite I, the same as I have when I was waiting in hours in line at the Dodger Stadium testing site, you know? I remember the first test where I waited in line at least 90 minutes. You guys... We're in line in front of me, and I was in sight of you when I first got in line, and I got out of line an hour after you. But the last couple of times, well, I've been lucky enough that we had them come into work to do testing, so mm. a couple of times I've gotten it done at work, which is nice, and it's the instant PCR, so mm, efficacy. But the last couple of times— I mean, I'm, all tests are like that. Though. I mean, yeah. like you got to sort of take it with a grain of salt. But the last couple of times I've gone to the Echo Park one, and— Everybody was on lunch one of the times I walked up. I stood in line for like 10 minutes. Nobody else in line. I just stood at the stop sign. Yeah. And then finally, like, I do walked out to go. Someone else was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, no, come on. Come on. There hadn't been anybody been there for an hour. So yeah. they had just all kind of like started chilling in a little booth together. And then he realized I was there. I was like, oh, wait. Oh, we got to test. Hey, uh, yeah, come on over. But it, testing is positivity down. Because only people who are getting tested are vaccinated. And we know the vaccine has a high efficacy rate. So the likelihood of positive tests is very low. We vaccinated 19% of the population, which is millions and millions of people. Yeah. But it's not herd immunity. No. Not even close to herd immunity. Um, we have people, I have people walking around my office this week talking about antibodies and immunity when they got COVID in March of 2020. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I uh part of part of California's logic for reopening is the combination of changing the rules to make sure we can open. That's that's what it is. Well, no, that we've reached all the all the guidelines that were set to get to these different tiers. Like so, it, wasn't it used to be a percentage of tests given positivity rate. Now it's positivity rate. That's it. So yeah. I mean, and it used to be just that. And now it's vaccines plus positivity. Rate well, no, plus. vaccines were part of the were part of the calculus that they came up with originally, but they weren't zero vaccines. Yeah, zero, zero vaccines for most of 2020. So well, I'm sure that was weighted absolutely correctly, given the fact that we didn't have a vaccine and didn't know its efficacy rate at that point. So <laughs> again, I guess they were hoping for at least not killing people is mm. is good enough for an efficacy rate like. Well, I guess we'll know for uh, next week, right? No, no. Two weeks. Episode in two weeks uh, mm -hmm. will be the first one where I will have been eligible and we'll see how the uh, appointment system goes. I mean, there's some people we know who are making appointments already. So Yes. I, you know, like I think that uh, there might be a you might be able to just pre-schedule your appointment for two weeks from now, you know, from each according to his ability to each according to his need. I will not jump the line. I'm not saying jump the line. I will sit here and fucking whine about it the entire <laughs> time. But also... I'm not saying jump the line. I'm saying if you're available... If if the if the first day that you could get the vaccine, mm -hmm. uh, which is everyone 16 and over in California on the 15th of April... Yes. If you set up an appointment right now for the 16th of April... Even though, even though at the time that you... Setting the appointment, not... Getting the vaccine. Okay, okay, fine. I literally you can sat wait. in you the could... same room in the very big open office room with someone as they checked 
all the different stuff to see what would allow them to get an appointment <laughs> and then got an appointment and went and got it. Yeah. And my judgmental comments aside, which obviously didn't sway, persuade them whatsoever, they went and got it and that's fine. But, and I'm sure nobody missed out on a vaccine because this 22 year old who wanted to go to a rave got their vaccine and has since gone to a rave, not understanding that the, again, the first dose of the vaccine. Is yeah. 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 Um, I just keep saying this. I, I I pray to the God I don't believe in that this thing will just mutate and just kill 50% of the population. Well, I, again, hope that doesn't happen. I really hope it does. Uh, in fact, if it could just target people who don't stay home. Can we tie See, it to I, like alcohol? Again, and <laughs> people who drink alcohol in public, that would be great. I think. I think I think the real problem here is that uh we, we say these things and then people who listen to the show in Maryland mm-hmm. or listen to the show in South Dakota mm-hmm. or listen to the show in Texas or Florida or any other state all have different interpretations of what uh safety <laughs> means in terms of covid because the rules are so different based off of where you live, I don't you know. Give a fuck what the rules are. If we no. were still in Maryland, I'd still be saying this. I'd be saying Governor Hogan, I, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm not I'm not saying you wouldn't. I'm saying that when when people are, you know, say you're in Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. You everything's uh, open. This it's February of 2019, everything's 2020 and everything's grand, right? Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden everything shuts down. You know, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh and then as things go, different governors create different rules for what can be open, what can't be open. Uh there's no saying that you being in the in the state where dining never goes away where mm-hmm. indoor dining never goes away it's just cut down significantly you don't say to yourself well this seems safe like 10% or 25% occupancy in this restaurant which is really big yeah you know you might go and see this and feel safe to do it every so often but no i'm just saying this I, is what q had right though this is the thing that you had right. <laughs> Don't just fucking watch other people and then just believe it because you you see it around you. Now, I'm not saying he was right about like do the exact opposite because that is obviously correct. But have some critical thinking skills. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that it is necessarily right or wrong to have these opinions one way or the other. I'm, I'm saying, saying that it's wrong. Just so it's clear. I'm saying that people are going to be guided based off of what they are told to be is safe, you know? And then more people who do certain things and there's no consequences for it, the more the group think becomes, this is safe. Greatest country in the world leads (laughs) the world in what three things, Corey? Incarcerated citizens per capita. People who believe angels are real. (laughs) By the way, number one in the world by far (laughs) in the number of people who believe angels. I can't remember what the other one from the newsroom was though. What was the, Defense spending. Yeah. Where true. we spend more than 26 or more than 25 of the 26 next countries. Oh, no. 20 of the next 26 countries and 25 of our allies, which is not true because now it's 24. Our yeah. Allies. But uh, yeah. But number of people who believe angels are real. You're making an argument that there is just, oh, listen, there's a bunch of people out here and they think angels are real and they also think they don't have to wear a mask. And so they should be allowed to not wear a mask. And I say we should put these people somewhere, concentrate the problem, them together. The problem the is desert, we don't... In a tent somewhere. We don't know... From the beginning, mm-hmm. I was saying 
you know what seems to be working really well? The system that South Korea, Japan, you know, New Zealand, a couple other countries. Places where it's all back to normal now and there's no cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems like a really great idea. Yep. This seems like the way to get through this. And then uh, we didn't go that way. But it's hard to... It, no, the problem with this is the metrics can't ever be the same. It's not always two plus two equals four. It's this huge long thing that sometimes equals four, <laughs> like this huge long equation that sometimes equals four. All the different variables within are are so wide that you can't necessarily say that one thing necessarily equals. You know, like you could say it from like a a system of like. If there's 38,000 people in a ballpark all crammed together, the the chances of you getting COVID are way higher because you're Which there was. crunched in with a bunch of people. Which there was. Right. So wait but for that the, event. Wait but for at the same time, event. you can't, like, you know, like, uh, somebody, I'm sure, got sick being in a, a uh, gas station with one person. You <laughs> yeah, know? His name is Corey Baker. <laughs> no, I'm saying. He felt super safe because he had his first vaccine, so. I'm saying one, you know, like, one person in a single room can cause somebody to think that, any people are is a bad news, you yes. know. So it's a it's a constantly moving target, and one thing, you know, outdoor dining is not into the same every single restaurant, let alone across the country. So you know, outdoor dining in Topeka is probably pretty safe compared to New York City. Absolutely. Yeah, like, it's I a, say I have been a, a a student of the human species, of mm-hmm. the human animal. And uh, I take the uh, the belief of K from Men in Black. A person is smart. People are dumb, <laughs> panicky animals, and we cannot trust them with anything, not even their own health. Uh, certainly can't trust them at a ballpark. Thank you, Texas Rangers, for <laughs> opening up your ballpark and causing a super spreader event. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, uh, I like as I said in the pre-show meeting. We can't even say event because that ballpark will be open every day, essentially, for the next uh, 100 days. So it'll just be an outbreak in Texas. And how can we blame the ballpark when those people also go out to restaurants and go out to bars and go out everywhere else? Well, yeah, if it's if it's open like that, you can't even necessarily say where you got it. If if the only reason you leave your house is to go to the grocery store once and you get covid the grocery store, the grocery store (laughs) caused it. Yeah. But it's not that doesn't necessarily mean the grocery store is more safe or dangerous than any other place. Yeah. It could just be the place you happen to be in close contact with somebody who had, you know, like that could be anywhere. However, uh, there was a bar in rural Illinois that had a welcome back. We're open party. And. 36 people came down, or no, 42 people came down with COVID, tested positive for COVID. Another 30 people refused to get tested because... Why would I? QAnon, <laughs> uh, probably, something revolving around that. And uh, so we don't even know the extent, but apparently this very this smaller t- area with a uh, an aging but not retired community, so like 40 to 55, essentially, is about to have a... a had a super spreader event that's about to just run rampant through the community. Um and again, my weekly reminder, you say we've, we have, we're down to like 500 cases a day mm-hmm. and we're In down LA, to yeah. hundred deaths a day and nationwide we're down to, I think 400 deaths a day. I want you to imagine 400 people. What is something that holds 400 people and no more? Um, 
So uh, uh, a, a black city, box theater, <laughs> a city bus uh, has uh, 18 seats on each side. So call that 36 people. Uh, so it's 10 of them, 10 city buses, well, 11, I guess. Yeah. But 10 city buses. Yeah. Even that's hard to comprehend. Um, you know, uh, a, a Boeing 767. Holds about 200 people, 250 people. Oh, uh, if you've ever been on a 777 Dreamliner, like uh, the one that uh, has the two stories yeah. and goes, that holds 450 people. That many people on that plane with the two rows at the windows and the, the four seats in the middle and then the upper deck that has another group of seats on it, that many people die every day in this country from COVID. Yeah. 550,000 plus. Now we're pushing 575. Another nice round number we can talk about. 575. Dead. Yeah. And it's easy to say, well, it's not 3,000 a day, but to those 400 people, very important. The number of children who have lost a parent is heading towards a percentage point, a full percentage point. We're talking about like war. The number of children who lose a parent to warfare. Yeah. Um, it's going to decimate the next generation. Um, thankfully, uh, you know, it seems to be impacting families uh, of all races and types. Rather, I mean, obviously it has impacted communities of color more than other. But because there are more commu- white communities, the percentage overall is spread mm. pretty evenly. Um, it, who knows what that impact that's going to have on our country in the next generation. Hopefully, it produces more people like me who don't have children and just let this menace that is the human race die out finally. Well, hopefully, it also doesn't produce more people like Matt Gates because. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Matt Gates might have the opposite idea of mine. Mine is to not have children ever, his is to only have sex with children, and they can't get pregnant, so it's totally fine. <laughs> God. And he's paying them for it, so it's like the, it's economic boost, and it's you know, <laughs> he's just trying to stimulate the economy. I mean, he's stimulating something. I don't know if it's <laughs> the economy. Um, but it, here's the the highlight for me of the Matt Gates uh controversy is he went around Congress showing pictures of his like latest conquests, and some congressmen said they made them uncomfortable because the girls in the pictures looked young yeah and listen matt if congressmen are upset about how young the girls in your pictures look it's a fucking problem yeah. i don't that's not to a be group. fair they're all 70 years old so like you could probably show them a 30 year old and they're just like whoa what is what's this young woman listen that's a <laughs> is lot that like, illegal <laughs> it's not like showing a group of priests some pictures yeah. of little boys listen they're gonna know the difference between 20 <laughs> and not all right they're gonna know very clearly like Nah, that, that motherfucker's going to tell somebody. <laughs> I need somebody younger than that. Somebody who can keep a secret. But yeah. uh, that's th- that's not even the... I mean, that is the worst part, arguably. It's not the bulk of this controversy, though. I mean, you know, the 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 broad strokes here, Matt Gates, uh, congressman from Florida. Republican, uh, holy roller congressman from Trump, Florida. Trump Republican from Trump. Florida, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Are those synonymous now? Holy Roller and Trump Republican. <laughs> the guy who's divorced four times has kids from three different women. Is he a Holy Roller now? I don't think he is, though. Is he divorced? No, I mean, like, has he been with anybody? Has he been married at all? Trump? 
No, oh, Gates. I was Gates. Talking. No, yeah. no. I, I, <laughs> I was gonna... If you're a Trumper, you can't be a Trumper and a holy roller, right? He's been, Trump's been divorced four times, kids by three different women, just a horrible human being. You can't be like, I'm pro-Jesus and I'm pro-that. I mean, listen, we just came out of Easter, which we didn't mention at all, I think, last episode. Uh, and Easter, by the way, celebration of a <laughs> brown-skinned, long-haired hippie who hung out with degenerates. Sounds more like me. And it does Trump. It's nice, nice to know that he uh, he got engaged last year. Matt Gates. <laughs> I'm sure that woman's very proud. <laughs> to a woman named Ginger Lucky. <laughs> I bet you don't feel too lucky nowadays. Now wait a second. <laughs> Did Matt, like our good friend Zach, have a wild <laughs> in Vegas? <laughs> End up proposing to a stripper. <laughs> that is a very strippery name. I will say. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, listen, uh, some of the girls are underage. That's a part of this. The bigger part of it is um, he was paying young women, whether legal or not, for sex. He was utilizing campaign slash slush funds yeah. for the said payments and getting services for other people using those mo- that money as well. Sometimes in the same room, which we've known each other a long time. And I'm not going to say that I've never had sex while you were in the room, because that would be a lie. Yeah, I However, know, I know that to be a lie. <laughs> However, you know that to be a lie because I told you, and not because you were awake during. No, it was in my hibernation cycle. So I got. <laughs> yeah. if, if Corey's in the room sleeping, it's easy to tell whether or not he's awake or asleep. Whether he's dead or asleep, these are two very, very, very difficult. Close, very difficult to tell. But uh, you can tell if he's sleeping. So it was more easy to, and when you were a younger man, it was actually a little easier to yeah. to tell, I think. Um, but never have we high-fived in the middle of some yeah. sort of sexual escapade, which is, I imagine, 100% what <laughs> Gates was doing. Yeah, Him and his buddies just like high-fiving. I, I, I'm just, what, what makes this whole thing so fascinating to me is we don't know a whole lot about the FBI's case against Gates uh, other than the couple things that have trickled out traveling with the 17 year old. Oh, by the way, uh, this is the pain uh, over like cash app and stuff like that. This is the beautiful man sitting next to Corey. That is Matt Gates who was seducing <laughs> young women <laughs> who didn't absolutely didn't have to pay for it. Why would he, <laughs> you know, it's funny. He's uh, like, this isn't a great picture of Matt Gates. Arguably. I it's found a little, worst picture. it's a little, it's a little under the chin. Yeah. Uh, but you know, surprisingly, Matt Gates not a bad looking guy. He's good, young, good head of hair. Yeah, uh, wears great suits. I always think that he he turns it up like ten or fifteen percent a little bit too much for me. Mm. Like he'll wear like a really great like he's, gray suit, but it'll have like the striping that's just a little too aggressive. He's South Florida, right? South Florida yeah. congressman. Yeah, he's got that South Florida look though. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Just, it, it's the rock. I wouldn't wear that, but it looks good on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you're walking around in front of the Clevelander, it looks great. Yeah. Like, you know, but, you know, just in downtown Des Moines. <laughs> that's, that's or quite, Washington, D.C. Yeah, or Washington, D.C. Um, what's so fascinating to me about this whole thing is we don't know a whole lot about the the possible impending charges coming against him. We know enough to make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, what Gates does, though, on the other side is come up <laughs> with a fantastical story that I don't even... Like, to be honest, like the the facts of it are so 
accuse me of something real quick. Uh, something that's not serious. Let's not. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> can we? I don't want to have the. I don't want to have the the stench of a serious accusation on me. But something something low bar. Uh, Corey. Yeah. Um, it's come to my attention that you are borrowing a Netflix password from someone else, and that's in fact not your account. Not only is this thing patently untrue, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that the Pope is involved in a secret affair to get me kicked off of Netflix because he's so angry with how perfect my Netflix is. Like, uh, like anytime you log in and you see the next, like the recommended for mm-hmm. you, it's just, it's just the best of Netflix every single time. I've crafted a a incredible profile. Yeah, and yeah. he's so angry about this even though i've never personally met them he's so angry about this that he has decided to ruin my life mm-hmm. and i have these very vague accusations to lay upon him in which to defend me, myself oh also don't and, forget the uh like, it's like and you know about being and, accused of and using you, somebody's you netflix know what it's like not not paying for netflix motherfucker you're gonna come on my show and make some shit like that up like we both know I'm cheating on my wife. Don't the, be fucking throwing some shit out like that. That was the best part when when uh, Matt Gates goes on Tucker to defend himself. So he that's come, where he comes up with yeah, this wild he, accusation. He comes up with this thing where it's just like, no, they're actually blackmailing me, yeah. and my father wore a wire, and it's just like, where did this, where did this story come from? Like, usually if you're getting investigated in this manner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they usually don't. The wearing of wires and the like trying to get somebody is usually something that they're doing to further the charges as opposed to like, yeah, I think his logic was because my dad wore a wire. It must be we're collaborating in some grand scheme. Something tells you the police just lied to him. Uh, I mean, that's also possible. I mean, like, there's nothing There's nothing against the FBI lying to you. No, 100%. No- by the way, yeah, the cops will 100% lie to you about everything, and <laughs> it's totally fine. You know, your buddy already told told us that you were there. Yeah. Like, one of those types of... Yeah, watch the first 48, and watch how often they do that, where <laughs> yeah. it's like two guys in a room, and they're like, they told us about Shanice. <laughs> Who? Tasha? No, no, he didn't tell you about Tasha. And then you go <laughs> in the other room, and you're like... He was telling us about Tasha. And like, you just you yeah, make yeah, yeah. shit up and then like use them off each other. Mm. Uh, never so, believe it. So uh, Gates is in some trouble. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens here. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this how this goes forward, uh, because right now it's it's just a. It's like a good teaser trailer. <laughs> it really was. It's like, uh, oh, I'm excited for this new version of the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I would, I'll say this. It wasn't a good teaser trailer, but it's a teaser trailer where you're like, that makes no fucking sense. Either this is going to be a great movie or it's going to be a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> and I'm leaning towards great. I'm leaning towards like, these are all threads that are going to be woven together in an amazing story. Yeah. That's going to involve uh, Gates using a, uh, a, a, pa- a email like matt.gates at gmail.com <laughs> to cash app a girl. And then in the, uh, the description, it's just going to be... Gates at Gmail. A description is going to be like, for services rendered with a wink. And it's like, <laughs> really? Really? For services rendered. <laughs> wink, return, return, return. I mean sex if you didn't. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it, Corey doesn't use PayPal uh, because of... I use PayPal. You, you don't send money via PayPal. I can't mm-hmm. send you money on PayPal. Yeah, you can. Venmo. 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 Corey doesn't use Venmo. Um... For reasons which are almost as complicated as his <laughs> Pope 
uh, Netflix explanation. <laughs> uh, but uh, for those of you who do, you'll know that they're somewhat public. You can make it public. And mm. of course, the ones you make public are like um, uh, yeah, for taco <laughs> and uh you know uh whatever you just make an innuendo so that when people are flipping through their their stream they see innuendo and stuff and i just imagine matt gates is 100 percent the frat bro <laughs> who will have done that so beer looking, money <laughs> looking forward to that yeah. yeah looking forward to that um moving on uh the chauvin trial is still happening in minnesota yes uh we wanted to give a quick little update here. Uh, the worst part is we we talked about it last week at the start of the trial. Mm-hmm. And then in between the week that we we talk about it on the show and then coming back here, so much happens. And then, like, it, it's not like people who are doing, like, a daily recap of this thing are, are so much more on board. But a uh, quick recap of the week. Uh, I mean, <laughs> more or less, Minnesota and the legal system in Minnesota – is very dedicated to getting uh, every single piece of the story on the record. Accurate. Accurate yeah. testimony. Yeah. And we, we were talking about this before. Uh, you know, in Maryland, if you need to if you need to get some evidence on the stand or into the record, some guy shot a video, you need to get that video on the stand or in the record, you mm-hmm. just call them to the stand. You say, Hey, did you shoot this video? Were you out there at that time? A couple other questions just to Set a base. Set up the bases yep. that that guy was there and then he shot this video. And then that's good. See you later. Thank you very much for coming here today. Uh, in Minnesota, the the way that you have to set up evidence is so much more labor intensive. Yeah. So bit. every single one of these people that they call up on the stand probably takes five times longer than it needs to because they're trying to cover every basis. It's, for- it's not. Uh, <clears throat> here's a snapshot of a moment. You were here in that moment, and this is the video of that moment. Mm. It's how did you get, how did you come to be at this place at that time and describe for us the situation? Essentially, tell us what we're going to see, then we're going to see it, and then you're going to tell us what we saw. Yeah. And that makes things a lot more complicated. And really, realistically, nothing huge happened this week. Um, The paramedic who was there on the scene testified. Uh, the ER doctor testified today. I like the I like the paramedic too. Yes. she. What's great about her is she reminds me of every like super sharp, uh, like uh, EP. Like yeah. I, I just think of like the I, I she's probably like the smartest friend of her her friend group. Her friend group. Well, <laughs> like, I take offense at that, but okay. Well, I yeah. mean, like, I mean, like the the like medically inclined. dedicated like uh doggedness kind of like she she seemed like she uh she was like i'm gonna be a firefighter and then she's like and now i'm gonna be the best like (laughs) it's like a multi-step uh Uh, and and so that's not actually the paramedic who worked on him that was the one from the crowd yeah but we also heard from the paramedic who worked on him yeah and possibly the second most interesting thing of the week where it was just like uh i had to eventually ask the officer to get off of him so i could work on him that's telling in some respect the other one was (laughs) The dude from the crowd who was just like, you called him a bitch. And he was like, sure did. <laughs> Looking right at him. Sure did. You called him a fucking bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you called him a fucking pussy ass bitch. If I said it, if it's on the video, I said it. Yep. <laughs> I hope this gets said later in the trial, but guilty as charged. 
Uh, so there was something like, tells me the judge would not appreciate that. One. No, I don't think so. Uh, there was so there was like funny moments. I guess you could call that funny. I I only thought it was funny because av- in between every answer, he looked over and waited for Chauvin to look up at him, and yeah. I was like, "Yep," like I'm almost like I'm calling you a bitch again. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, I I'm said gonna that. do it on the record this time. I did that. Uh, so those are interesting, but again, um, we also spent. 40 minutes before that like okay so tell us about the events of may 19th well um so i had worked earlier no, but let's start let's start earlier than that so you got what time up did you wake up yeah <laughs> you got up in the morning like oh okay uh, we're gonna go all the way back and his girlfriend had also testified and testified to some of the events of the day but he literally just went through them again like they were together for yeah. a part of that time and he went through the same events again but I wanted to talk about it only because I wanted to rescind my comment from an earlier episode where I said, I think that they are in part hoping to drag it out so that you get into the jury room and you say, it's been eight weeks. What can we agree on? Let's start there. And what do we disagree on? And how can we like cut a deal? Yeah. I think that they are making an appeal proof trial right now. And they are covering everything into what you were saying about like, there's no appeal for like, well, listen, they had this guy testify on the video, but we don't know how he came to be on that street corner. Like, no, every witness uh, that dude, once his girlfriend testifies about he met her at 1 PM and then they were together the rest of the day. Theoretically, he doesn't have to say what they did the rest of the day. What did you do up until the point at one where we heard her testify? They were together and what they did up until the time, uh, 8 20 PM. Yeah. But you cover all the bases by saying, all right, so now you're with her. We heard her testify about going to lunch. Why don't you tell us your version of that? It's like We went to the same restaurant. We ordered the same food. Yeah. I'm going to tell you everything she said, but it doesn't matter because you can't appeal on the fact that he, something he said later wasn't substantiated by something he said before. So it's well, I mean, long and drawn out. But I feel like uh, I feel like parts of this case is like uh, you're trying to like like you said like try and make it appeal proof in a way but also like there's so much here yeah and the basis by which they're going to try and poke holes and say that Chauvin is innocent of all charges you know largely go back to the idea of like was he in violation of a police policy right so why don't we load a ton of stuff on top of it so it's so clear that like every like I, every witness that I've heard from so far has said some sort of version of I was disgusted or like I knew this was wrong or you I know, still like, feel guilty. Uh, yeah, like you know, there, there's like a, a lot of responses of people going like, no, no, I knew that this guy was in serious danger, you know, and then he was also had his neck, his neck uh, need on for seven more minutes, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's um. So, and I'll say this. I know uh, defense attorneys getting a lot of hate. I don't think that's justified. Uh, everybody deserves to have a good defense attorney. Uh, uh, to have a defense. And uh, everyone deserves to have a zealous defense, too. That's that's the other... I get why people don't like yeah. Chauvin having a lawyer. <laughs> like, be, like, I think in, in the minds of a lot of people, you know, we saw the video. We saw what he did. Why don't we just put him in jail for the rest of his life right now? Yeah. Like, why are we even going through the the bullshit of the trial? But the trial is the justice system that we've all decided on, uh, and, and uh, we, that's where <laughs> I give on it. I mean, we've decided this is what we're going to do. Uh, now, if we're going to just say, "Listen, it's on video. Video is a violation of the law. Throw away the key." 
I am 100% fine with throwing, just putting him in jail and throwing away the key. But you have to be okay with the fact that if you commit a crime on video, you don't get a trial. You get yeah, like, thrown it, away. That's if it. If it was you, you'd want some lawyer to do whatever it takes to get you off. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's... <laughs> My dad, as a lawyer, has never had to, like, he doesn't do criminal defense. So he's yeah. never had, like, a a problematic client in that regard. Uh, but like, you know, if you're, if you're a defense criminal defense lawyer, you have to do what you have to do to win the case for your client. And you could be disbarred if you don't, if you yeah. don't try hard enough, essentially. Well, like, I mean, listen, I, I, I think I've said this before. It's a, you know, you do everything you absolutely can. And if on appeal, they raise, uh, uh insufficient counsel, you go in and agree with whatever you think you can agree with. Like, yeah. could I have done that? Absolutely. Did I? It didn't. Yeah. And it, would it have had a different result? It absolutely could have had a different result if I did that. And you know, a lot of those are balls and strikes where it's like, well, you, yeah, you weren't in the courtroom. Like, yeah. And uh, I was reading the jury and I figured like if I continue this, it's only going to make it worse. There's no getting right. better from here. But maybe when the it next gets question the, gets better. Well, but also at the point where like in, in the mind of the lawyer, you can say, I didn't decide to go that route because I didn't think the jury was going to agree with it. Yeah. But when it comes to appeal later and it's an effective assistance of counsel, then when they're asking you about it, you're not talking about the like Wayne, how the jury is going to do it. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, no, I didn't bring that up. Yep. That was my fault. I fucked up. Could have <laughs> done that. Could have done that. Could have done that. <laughs> like, um, I chose not to, which was part of my trial. It's falling on the grenade for your client yeah. once again. Like, I, So long as, I, again, with a caveat... As long as the client doesn't come after you for like personal responsibility to be like, uh, yeah, no, he fucked me up. Like, we decided on what we were going to do. I'm willing to go into your appeal hearing well, and fall on the ground. You know, and there's also there, there could be too zealously defending your client, which is yeah. you commit a crime to, to yeah, aid there, them in trying to get off. Well, I, I mean, but like, like that's a like, you know, I, I think criminal defense, defense attorneys in particular are very easy to sort of paint as like the bad guys but yeah. uh you know i imagine that it, on any issue you know if you if you had to say to somebody like you know it's a life or death to, life or death for you to argue the other side of something you deeply believe yeah you know like you you have to argue, make a, a compelling argument on abortion or something like that like you you could come up with the argument mm -hmm. you wouldn't feel good about yourself no. doing it you would not like the person you are while you're doing it but as part of the job you have to do, I can do it. You you could f put yourself in that position. We talked, you know? uh, or we watched a documentary, or maybe I watched it by myself about the uh, the ACLU lawyer who defended mm. the Nazis in Skokie, Illinois. But he's yeah. like, the whole point of our system is you need to have a right to have somebody argue on your behalf. What better than a person who is literally arguing the thing that they do not believe, but they they know all of the uh, the flaws of the argument on yeah. the other side. So it was a Jewish lawyer too. Yeah, right? he was <laughs> Jew He was like an actively Jewish lawyer. He went to synagogue every single week. But that's who you get to poke holes in the theory of, you know, and, and I, the example that pops and also as a lawyer, especially one who sues like uh, the type of lawyer who always tries to get to the Supreme Court on yeah. some like some suit funded by somebody else. <laughs> uh, you'll find your most compelling arguments lay on the other side of the argument that you thought. Yeah. Like if you wanted to ban guns, you would maybe come at it from it from the side of somebody who owns way more guns than anyone else in America. Yep. Like <laughs> that's the, that's the way you find the end of your case as opposed to finding the person who owns uh, no gun. <laughs> like, the uh, uh, first uh, gender bias case was about a husband in the military. Yeah. Uh, because 
they'll agree that, hey, he's he's serving just as much as she is. But if it was a wife, they wouldn't agree with that. She, he's a she's a homemaker, so it's different. My my, uh, I've talked about this before. My grandfather was uh, argued a, the first Supreme Court case for school prayer, mm-hmm. uh, and you start to think like school prayer. This is like about you know some kid getting dragged out for praying or something like that. But it was, if I remember the case correctly, it was more about like uh, allowing kids to have the time for peaceful reflection for themselves. Yes, which is not like a like not insinuating that the that the school allows for prayer but more so that if there is time to allow ki- children to pray for pray to for themselves like well if i remember the original case was the kid didn't want to do the pledge of allegiance and so he would <laughs> sit and pray yeah. during that time and they were like no absolutely not and it's like well, so these kids are doing the pledge it takes 30 seconds to the pledge of allegiance yeah. if they're gonna he can actively take that time to do something else he chose to pray which you didn't like yeah. so you didn't let him do it uh but uh, back to the, the defense lawyer stuff, the, the thing that pops out in my mind is I helped a client come up with a, um, a plea agreement, and the plea was for 10 years, which sounds like a lot, but the total amount of years faced on all charges was like 120 years. I'm like, That's a lot of time. Now, you get 12 me's on the jury, you're going to walk out of here scot-free yeah. after this trial. Uh, you get 100 of my dad's, or you get 12 of my dad's on that jury, you might get 120 years. Like yeah. there's a good chance. So 10 years balanced against what you could get and knowing the court and the jury pool. And I'm only going to have three strikes for no reason. And a lot of this is going to be like, I got to find people who are just looking to put somebody in jail because they've done something, what they think is wrong. Mm-hmm. 10 years, you serve four and a half. Not, well, it's a nonviolent offense. You serve four and a half. You so. get to know you get to know people a little bit during voir dire, but you don't ever get to uh, yeah no like you don't know a, a jury well enough to know whether or not like one of those twelve people is just going to be guilty no matter what. Yep, like they're looking to find guilty. Like and, uh, again, like the, the, I'm guilty. Talk me down. Like as opposed to he's innocent. Talk me <laughs> talk me into guilty. Like and like the Chauvin case. Some, most times the defense lawyer goes in saying I need one. If yeah. I can get one, we'll build from the one, but I can't go in with zero. That's basically where it is. But it, it, that's the problem is that in some cases, in some cases that impact a small community, you start out with zero and you need to win people over. You also need to have an active defense that isn't just like poking holes in the other, in the state. You have to say, no, no, this is our theory about what happened. If you don't have that, maybe well, that's, making a deal is the that's way to coming go. too right i mean yes. like we have we the prosecution is putting on their case right now so a lot of the defense attorney is just poking holes because that's his he's on defense right now and a lot of it seems really ridiculous like uh the question was asked today was about like uh have you seen uh, these symptoms that that mr floyd had in any other situations well i can't really think of anything well what about a, a fentanyl overdose well yes you're right about fentanyl well what about oxycodone or some other drug that's similar to fentanyl well, with enough of a dose, you could, that could happen. Well, have you seen that before? Yes. Uh, only in a rectal insertion of, uh, fentanyl, or of oxycodone pills. Now, there is no allegation that George Floyd did that. But if you have somebody on the jury who thinks to themselves, well, the cops saw him swallow a couple of pills, so maybe he did well, I mean- shove the rest of the bag up his butt <clears throat> to try and get rid of them. If you're looking for a reason to give him an out, Maybe you just gave that person a reason to give him an out. I mean, so much of the defense's case is going to be based off of, uh, you know, like George Floyd has a habit of doing this. When he gets arrested, he swallows drugs. Yes. Here is a video from a former arrest where he does that. Yes. 
uh, here is somebody testifying to the fact that George Floyd would do this, uh, you know, like so on and so forth and trying to find their and their lane. You've heard from their own doctor that taking too many of these drugs can cause asphy- asphyxia. Yeah. Which is the would be the same thing as somebody kneeling on a neck. And can we say for sure that he didn't die from the drugs in the system rather than uh, anything else? And the paramedic admitted they didn't admit nar- or they didn't uh, administer Narcan because nobody mentioned anything about drugs to them um, when they showed up on the scene. Yeah. So now that's three lines of questioning that have established the ability for you to try and show reasonable doubt in your own case. Yeah. When you start showing videos that he has previously swallowed drugs or previously whatever in yeah. a previous uh, arrest. And again, that's how our system's built. I know it doesn't seem like it. This is a cop and he's getting the best version of our system, which sucks that that's how it works, but it's supposed to be 12 innocent men go free or 12 guilty men go free before one innocent person goes to jail. Now I wish it were like that. Uh, but the ideal is, Whatever happens to Chauvin, whatever happened in the Baltimore Six trials is how every trial in America should go. Yeah. It should be like, you just didn't prove your case. Yeah. So, sorry. That's how it works. Also, we should all have PBAs that are funding our defense. Because that wouldn't... Although Chauvin doesn't. Because yeah. um, I think that guy volunteered. Isn't he working for free, basically? I mean, if he wins this thing, then he's going to set himself up nicely for right. the rest of his life. So. Uh, my guess is, I don't know that this is true. My guess is that he is, in, like many of these cases, you take the criminal case, and if you, the goal is if you win, you also give me the civil case, because then I'll get a third of the civil case for yeah. them putting you on trial for his death, and they'll settle, and I'll get the money from that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a long way to go to get your uh, contingency. Hey, how about American <laughs> justice system, though? Isn't it great? Um, so... Uh, let's just uh, kind of speed around through speed the rest of these two topics that really can be speed rounded. Um, SCOTUS and 2.30. And I think 2.30 was on my mind because of QAnon, the documentary. Mm-hmm. But uh, Section 2.30 of the Federal Communications Act uh, basically has allowed the Internet to flourish. And it has typically been the right, which has been very much anti-regulation and mm-hmm. deregulate, you know, Ronald Reagan's famously deregulate everything. And the left has always been much more, uh, you know, again, the party's flipped. So when I say TR, what I'm talking about is the fact that Teddy would be a Democrat these days, not a Republican, um, was the one who was like, uh, safe, safe food, safe drugs. Uh, <laughs> no, we need some regulation. I can't just do whatever you want. Kids <laughs> in factories, probably not a good thing. You know, we should do something about that. But, um, Justice Thomas, in a dissent in a recent case, but also when speaking uh, publicly about it later, has now come out saying that he believes that there is a middle ground between having no Section 230 and keeping Section 230 in its purest form. And my argument to this would just be Thomas is the oldest, the elder member of the conservative section of the court. He's where Scalia was before. And Scalia very kind of infamously would go out and give these talks where he's just like, I'm on for life. I got maybe 10 years, five years left. So I'm going to say what I want. I know the chief justice can't say that because he's got a long time left and he doesn't want people to start calling balls and strikes on him before the pitch. But I can, because fuck it. Everybody knows where I stand. (laughs) And I think Thomas has reached that point now where he can be a bellwether for the conservative side of the court. The problem though, where we still stand. And I think we said this a couple weeks ago, I don't know what the conservative side of the court looks like because the chief justice has seemed to swing more liberal in the last few decisions or the bigger of the last few decisions. 
And it just it doesn't seem to be falling along the lines you would expect. I think Roberts, in my mind, is still very much a Ronald Reagan, George or George H. W. Bush Republican. Oh, you mean a Democrat? Yeah, a but, Joe Biden Democrat. Well, because <laughs> Joe the, Biden and George the, W. Bush are not li- that much different. Uh, the the line between George H. W. and Joe Biden, while thin, yes, is certainly a line. There's 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 sides on each side of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, a screen door, also a line, <laughs> doesn't mean there's that much separation. <laughs> doesn't keep the wind from blowing, but it keeps the leaves out. Like, <laughs> oh, we have just come up with a new example for the American political <laughs> system. The new left is the screen door to the old conservatives. You feel the breeze, but it keeps the dirt out. That's, that's... I mean, I, I think the... Uh, I find that... We have Coney Barrett and uh, Kavanaugh, who are probably going to be the furthest right. Yeah, further than Thomas, probably. Probably. Yeah. You know, Thomas is is right there with them, though. And I, I just wonder, Gorsuch actually seems like he's going to be kind of more in the Roberts lane, yeah, though, the to the right of Roberts. Yeah, but center, still center. But it, this is all kind of speculative, too, because there hasn't been a big case. They've kind of been keeping big cases <laughs> on the court yeah. uh, here recently. So we haven't really had this moment to figure out, like, where the where the court sits at this moment. So, you know, it'll be really interesting when we come along to... I do. And, you know, w- with what uh, Thomas has been doing here is sort of setting him, himself up for the case that will eventually get brought that yes. will... Uh, focus on this which is his his idea was more of a common carrier suggestion to the way that these companies should run which is trains uh, the trains train is a great idea hotels or uh, airplanes yeah Yeah. like everyone is allowed to get on a train it is when you get on the train and start causing trouble that you can be asked to leave but like there there's nothing that necessarily keeps you from getting on the train before (laughs) before trouble and essentially the carrier can get in trouble for putting undue burden on you to get on the train. Right. Everyone should be able to get on the train. And it would take incredible means to keep somebody from getting on there prior to. Yes. They would need to be on a terrorist watch list or, you know, have a long history of saying that they're going to blow up a train if they ever get on one. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But before you could just say this man is not allowed on the train. But the other side of the coin is if the guy says he's going to blow up a train and you let him on the train, you let him stay on the train and something happens you can also be responsible for yeah. having allowed him to stay on the train. Um, and it, uh, I think here two, two things, one less controversial than the other. Um, Scalia did that because he was inviting cases. And I think Roberts or not Roberts Thomas in a way here is doing the same thing. He's yeah. saying like, this is where I stand. So if you maybe have a case like this, maybe you want to bring it and see what we say. If there was hypothetically a situation where, yeah. Uh, the other is, um, and I like to say one controversial thing every episode. <laughs> I agree with Justice Thomas on this. Um, I, I I don't know if that's a surprise to people, but yeah, I don't I don't think that the First Amendment is necessarily always good. Um, there's a reason you can't fly a Nazi flag in Germany because they say we want you to have freedom to do anything that you not that um, because there are just some things that shouldn't yeah. be allowed. There should some things that shouldn't be allowed to be said. There's some things that shouldn't be allowed to be done and. The common carrier route is an interesting, not the way I would have chosen, but I like the the justification of saying. It, 
what I like about it is it it's a uh, uh, it, it's you don't hear about it that often. Yeah. So it seems like a novel approach, and it is kind of novel because it's it's sort of outside the scope of how people are examining the situation. Yeah. If more than anything, it just makes me think that Thomas is uh, seriously weighing like the means by which he would he would feel about certain cases coming through like you know yeah a straight up or down uh, like whether or not a social media company is allowed to kick somebody off doesn't seem like it resonates much with him but like the the means by which uh somebody should be allowed to enter the sandbox is something and i think that's the pro the the gloriousness from my point of view is they're going to focus on no, no, you can't limit people from getting on here just for, because of who they are because they think Facebook and Twitter are keeping conservatives off of the media. What I focus on is by making it a common carrier, they also allow for rules and hold responsibility on the carrier. Yeah. So that's what I, I, I already know that no matter who you are, you can get on Facebook, you can get on Twitter. What the problem is is when you start doing shitty things to people on it, they kick you off. That's what I want to focus on. And yeah. I, I think that they are missing that because they believe there's some conspiracy to keep people off. But. See, I, I think the 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 uh, gradients in the middle is going to be where any kind of common carrier law becomes questionable. Because, like, uh, I think about it, like, in the terms of, like, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Mm -hmm. Like, legally speaking, the legal standard is if I upload a video of a song that I like, and onto YouTube and put it up there, then the moment that it's up and live, technically, YouTube has violated the law. Yes. Because they've allowed it on there. Except for now and, they pre-scan it before it even goes. Oh, I know, but yeah. I'm saying, like, uh, you know, in uh, when it first became a law, there was a lot more pressure on, if we find it within 30 seconds, then we're going to sue YouTube. Yeah. And get get on their case about Which it. Which is why they search it before you can post it. And But, but beyond that, now there is a little bit more leniency to the idea that, like, okay, we found this thing. Let's alert YouTube. And mm -hmm. they can alert the person. And then the person can take it down or face legal consequences. Yeah. And that way we're not just, like, spending all our time just take down order, orders one after the other. Where There's a, a means by which you can come to a... Hmm. <laughs> Come to a middle on this, and, you know? And uh, YouTube went the other way and said, why would you want to take it down? This guy's making $1,000 a month. Wouldn't you want the $500 a month? Yeah. We'll just give you half of what he makes. Great. Yeah. Uh, and It's a lot more than you would make if you sued him. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's empty pot, basically. Because, yeah. by the way, he, he doesn't make that much. Whatever place he's sending that money, that PayPal account, is getting the money, and it's not actually him. Uh, oh, and, and by the way... Um, they didn't agree to that when CD sales were high. But then yeah. once CD sales started dropping, then they're like, wait, can we get some of the money that they are Weird. making off that? Weird. Yeah, strange how that happened. Um, the third story of the week uh, kind of involves our last segment. So I think we should just go ahead and, and transition um, over to sports ball. Yes, sports ball. So uh, first off, uh, this sort of goes into the news and sports. So uh, because of the Georgia <laughs> uh, voter <coughs> got all choked up there uh, because of the voter suppression bill, essentially the Georgia passed, uh, they found themselves in the crosshairs a bit. Uh, a couple companies that are big in Georgia, Delta and Coke mm -hmm. have uh, expressed their opposition to the bill and uh, major after, league baseball after expressing their support of the bill. Yeah. 
Well, and after the bill passed, yeah. which is not the time. <laughs> like, if you really want to do something about it, you do it before. Uh, I imagine Coke would have wanted to get into it before, seeing as, like, part of the bill was, like, not being able to hand people beverages while they're waiting. It's yeah. Like, Yo, they come on, get in there. It's a statue. We got a new amendment here. <laughs> Only Coke beverages may be handed out in voting. Really? James. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amendment number 17, only Coke. Coke is now in support. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, MLB decided to take the action of removing the All-Star game from Atlanta uh, to a destination unknown at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumors of, of uh, Colorado are going right now. Uh, but was it, was there, it, uh, do they have a new stadium in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, are that's they why. Are Mercedes? They're not. No. No. They, the Braves got a new stadium. Oh. You remember they got Turner Field for the Olympics. So yeah, it was, was built in like 92. And then oh. 18 years later, they were just like, this place is worn down. We need a new stadium. And Georgia built them one. So Wait, wait. What, what year did Oriole Park open? Uh, 92. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. yeah. Still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe it's the humidity down in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> just causing them to break down quicker. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is not unlike situations that we've seen in the past, uh, though this, I feel like, has gotten further than the ones before it. There, w- there was the bathroom bill in North Carolina and Indiana. They were both very similar bills. Yeah, uh, and the, uh, NBA took the All-Star game away yeah. from uh, North Carolina. I want to say it was Charlotte was supposed to get the... Uh, I think that is true. The first and then, year that they got their team back, right? Like Charlotte was going to host the All-Star game. It was a couple years, but I think, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, and then Indiana was close to losing the uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament because of the same thing with the bathroom bill. Mm. They they changed the bathroom bill, though, eventually, right? They they eventually caved to the pressure and, like, gave in. But. Yeah, because it stayed there. Uh, and I also, I think the NCAA gave a little bit because they realized, like, I don't think we can offer weight rooms that are essentially, like, a, you know, an empty <laughs> room with a set of free weights and uh, be... Called talking about inequality. I don't know. <laughs> you saw that video too. Yes, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that one. Um, I, I just find this so, like, North Carolina lost two billion dollars worth of economic value mm-hmm. uh, because of the bathroom bill. Uh, Georgia is sort of putting itself in the position, like this is kind of the the mo- This is the moment before the wave crests, like yep. where you're seeing it coming. Uh, and Georgia could decide to like, honest to God, like it, it wouldn't, I don't think it would take much. It would, it would be amending the most egregious parts of the bill that managed to pass. And I still think you walk away. If you're a Republican whose goal is to keep people from voting. Yeah. Uh, you still get 75% of what you want. You're just giving up 25% of the stuff that is making you look like idiots. Like, yeah, I mean like there's no mail in voting in Georgia whatsoever. There is so there is mail in voting, but you can only drop the ballot off at a early voting location yes. during the hours of the early voting. Yes. So that's not mail in voting. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's why I said you can't mail the ballot. And like you have to drop it off. And like you know, there were things before. Like the part, the problem was that they had provisions before, and some of these things like, I don't, like an earlier provision had the uh, you had to send in a copy of your driver's license, <laughs> like you had to photocopy your driver's license. Send it in with your ballot. Yeah. Uh, that became uh, enter your driver's license number or social security number or something like that sure. to prove that you're a Georgia resident. You know, to me, that seems like a 
in as much as I don't like any kind of restriction into somebody voting, mm-hmm. I think if you're trying to confirm that they have a Georgia driver's license, that's as good as you're going to get. Like, yep. uh, And they're looking at states that are doing same-day voter registration on election day, yeah. and you're like, look at them. We are nowhere near that. You still get the win, but... Maybe people can hand out water to people waiting. I mean, line. generally speaking, I think the the question you should have with any voting law is: Does this ge- does this give us as many people to vote as we possibly can without it being like completely ridiculous? <laughs> That's like, not the goal. It, yeah, I, and I mean, not in Georgia, it's not. But I mean, like elsewhere, it should be the goal. Yeah, yeah, it should be the goal. And I think the other part of this is like they've had an economic boom because of the entertainment industry coming to Georgia, which they've done a lot of work to do. And that's opening back up again for the first time yeah. in two years. And Hollywood, surprisingly, though, very quiet on this. It's mm. not been very yeah. at the forefront. Yeah, weird. It, weird how that has worked. I think it's because they've put so much investment into Georgia yeah. and now they don't want to pull out now that it's... <laughs> well, I mean, The Walking Dead's on their last season, so... Uh, it's way beyond the... like the, the, the production that happens in Georgia right now is r- ridiculous. Yeah. But I think they're I think they're really... The studios themselves are kind of saying... We would really not ha- rather not make a threat <laughs> that we have to follow. Through yeah, we, on. we would. Ra- yeah, we would rather uh, other things happen before we have to make that threat. Honestly, though, uh, like, Major flex. League Baseball calling the All Star Game though that's a that's a big yep. that's a big swing. And something else too, the draft. The draft isn't going to be in uh, right in yeah, yeah. either. Uh, which, by the way, the draft baseball is draft not not a a big deal though. Like, but you know. it's almost like saying this is a year away. And we're pulling that. Yeah. So even if you fix this, you don't get that back. Yeah. Maybe try and fix it before the next big thing comes up. Right. Which, again, is flexing something that doesn't matter, which is what Hollywood could do right now. Because no one's in... Uh, maybe they are back in production in Georgia. Cause, yeah. Uh, there, there's a little bit of production going on. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens here. I I, I, I applaud baseball for doing what they can, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to help. Um, I feel... I do feel bad for people in Georgia. Because, you know, at at a certain point, it's not your fault that your government is awful. Mm. Not, you know, to a person, it's not their fault. Like, you know, mm, they all have pitchforks, right? Like, saying. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a, you know, if you're if you're a, you can buy guns real easy there, can't you? If you're a Democrat who, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Democrat who likes baseball, you just got punished in in Georgia for no good reason, you know. <laughs> um but uh to uh the republicans in georgia i say just take the l make it better for you in the long term yeah and that's not something i could say uh, about the orioles this past weekend (laughs) they didn't take an l this did not take an l wasn't until today that they decided to take that (laughs) uh orioles sweep the red Sox to start off the season uh it was wonderful people Oriole fans got way too excited, way too quick. Yeah. It's not, it's not good for us. Not good for Tomorrow our Tomorrow morning, hearts. I do not want to be listening to Baltimore <laughs> Fire everybody. Fire the coach. We don't need any of them. What has Michael Eyes done in the last 24 hours to make us better? <laughs> uh, I, I'm just excited. Uh, the the uh, We talked about the fan graphs, uh, chances of making the playoffs. Orioles odds improved to 0.01. Ooh. So we got that going for us. Uh, Orioles fans are having fun with it too. Uh, I think Masson put up a thing that said uh, that the like put up a three and 0.0 to like make a reference to the record and the 0.0, which yes. I thought was yeah, yeah. 
particularly good. Oh, that's good uh, for them. This team ain't going to win uh, a lot <laughs> this no. season. But I, uh, any moments of – like, if the only times we win were against the Red Sox and the Yankees, I feel like my season would be a lot better. Like, it, you know, like, I, I don't care as much when we lose the Royals or the Tigers or – well, I, I just feel like my call if it's game, of, if, if they could only win the games I personally go to and against the Yankees and the Red Sox, yeah, that, that that's pretty good. I I think I called <laughs> it's before, still like fifty something wins. Let's just <laughs> I called before the season uh, five hundred season, yeah, and that's looking like a more and more of a smart prediction. Uh, maybe we'll go five hundred. I let's see how this series goes, and then uh, <laughs> we'll see how that works out. I, I think in the end. It's far more likely that Boston is not as good as we thought they were yeah. than Baltimore is this miracle team who's going to win 162 games a season. So, oh, well, clearly that's 161 <laughs> and one now. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing, uh, we'll make this quick. Uh, Francesco Lindor uh, signed a huge extension with the Mets, 341 million dollars uh, over 10 years. And if for whatever reason that number, 341 million dollars, sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> because it's exactly $1 million more than Fernando Tatis Jr.'s massive contract extension that happened I dream earlier of, this offseason. I dream of being this petty. <laughs> <laughs> so what's really funny is uh, uh, the Mets owner, the new owner, Steve Cohen, is the richest owner in baseball by... By far. A lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Uh, feel free to Google <laughs> the relative wealth of MLB owners, and you'll see... Uh, He's on my list. He's like on the guillotine list. That's how rich he is. Do you ever see the the things where it's just like uh, uh, some stat that America just like trounces everybody, like nuclear warheads? Yes. And it's just like America has like this like thing that goes all the way to the hundreds, and then it's like the next country is like Boop. 12. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, that's sort of like what it looks like with Steve Cohen's net wealth. And everybody uh, else. Yeah. Not in the world, but in the MLB. Yeah. In the MLB. Um. So he made an offer for 10 years, 320, and said, that's it. We're, that's our final offer. And then I think Lindor was just like, pay me one more than Tatis, and I'm there. <laughs> just just get $1 million over Tatis, and I'm there. And he's just like, fine, what's it matter? Yeah, for him, really. <laughs> Another 700000 a year for the next. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to uh, Lindor for, <laughs> for his extension. Um <laughs> I, again, I'd love that. The bettiness is so great. Uh, mm. It's kind of like the Palm Springs, like yes. when they beat the record by 69 cents for the highest sale ever in Sundance history. Yeah. Because you know, you know they get to the point where it's just like uh, the agent or the sales agent like comes back to uh, the Palm Springs people and they're just like... This is where we are. We're tied. They, they're not going to go over the biggest deal yeah. ever. So you're there. You're tied for the biggest deal ever. It's just like... Tell him to add 69 cents. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just go back and say, what does it matter? What does 69 cents matter? And just, they did it. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Now and we have, the, we have the, the best on <laughs> uh, And I. <sighs> it's like all those times where you have to make a, a nominal offer. <laughs> like, I would like to buy your car for one American dollar. <laughs> uh, this actually reminded this me. This one that doesn't work, sure. <laughs> this uh, conversation reminded me that uh, the 140th. Richest man in the world, yeah. who is the richest man in the Czech Republic, died this week as well. Do you want to take a guess at how he died? He was fifty-six. Trying to make more money than three thirty-nine. No, <laughs> uh, one thirty-nine. One forty. He is oh, okay. one hundred fortieth richest man. Uh, if I tell you it involved a helicopter, what would you think? Gold. 
Mm, okay, so uh, it's a good guess, uh, or it could just be too you much know, gold weighed down the hill. Yeah, moving around because he took a helicopter between his house and his mailbox, so he uh, <laughs> it just was in it too often. Uh, rule the big numbers, but uh, he was uh, to the front, Jeeves. <laughs> he was hella skiing, uh, which is where you want pure snow that hasn't been touched by anyone else. So they helicopter you up to the top of a mountain, and then you jump out onto the slope. Uh, and I don't want to make fun of somebody dying, but you don't see poor people dying from hella skiing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you don't. Uh, gunfire? Starvation? Yes. You know, it's true. Of all the people I've known who died of hella skiing. All billionaires? <laughs> all billionaires. All in the top 500 richest people in the world? I yeah. mean, I, I'm, I'm struggling to put together the list, but I'm pretty sure they were all pretty rich. Yes. Yeah. So uh, all I'm saying is Cohen. Don't go hell. Don't go hell. That's uh, probably not a good look for you. But also, uh, Cohen, if you're looking uh, to divvy <laughs> up a little bit of extras, you know, like if it's if an extra twenty one million ain't that big of a deal. I got some uh, I got some pitches for you is all I'm saying. Oh, you I know? was just going to say I'll take sixty nine cents more than Joe Rogan. Got on Spotify. <laughs> just sixty nine cents. You know where you can send that? Oh, sure. Where's that? <laughs> Oh, the anthem.com, Cordo, the anthem.com, oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more on me on my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and add Legend CB5 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. New video! <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Trust me. It's happening. I feel like I don't feel like I should say anything else until it's out. Because there's then, there are people who have followed a religion for like four end of the worlds. Yeah. And then the guy comes back and he's like, listen, I did the math. I was wrong. <laughs> it's next weekend. Time. It's actually next week. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next week comes and they're like, the fuck, dude? And he's like, OK, so I forgot uh, there's some extra commas. I didn't take into account. But three weeks from now, anybody else hate decibel points? <laughs> So yeah, so what do you got cooking? What's going on? No, it, 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 it's coming. I just, uh, this was a, it was a weird week. All right, that's it. Oh, is that, that's, yeah, all, that's, that's all I got right now. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even ready. I didn't even take Derek Chauvin off my picture. Uh, so you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on our social networks. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. I have stuff up there like reviews and uh, unboxings and stuff. And uh, if you really want to, See me or hang out with me. The best place you can do that is on Call of Duty, Cold War, Black, uh, Black Ops, Cold War. Uh, uh, yeah, just find me on there. Anku Kuryis, uh, A-N-K-O-U-K-E-R-Y-S. That's how you find me. Uh, but you can also find more at robertandcheek.com. We can find links to everything I'm doing, including the books, which are available on Amazon. Buy those books. And I have been working on revamps of the books. Just waiting for somebody who do a review and give me the edits for that. I'm sure that's... Uh, that's coming right after the videos. It's fine. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So before you go out, I just wanted to say also, uh, there is one story of the week that we didn't get to, but I do want to touch on it because I just think it's cool as shit. Hang on. Let me find the, uh, the picture, the picture of it. Um, real quick while you're doing that, I, yes. I would like to make mention of the, uh, comment on the, on here from I, ball I mean, squasher. I, I saw it. <laughs> Guy on the left looks so attractive. Wait, I, are we going to mention I, what Mosquito Man said after that? Actually, no. Yeah. I don't know who Mosquito Man is. Though. Do you know who Ball Squasher is? No, but uh, I I can agree with his, his general tone. Well, I agree with Mosquito Man. <laughs> Maine. Mosquito Man. Actually, no. Uh, so here is the uh, the story of my story of the week you should check out. 
There's a fucking helicopter on Mars right now. What you see is the helicopter from the Perseverance rover. It was dropped out of the belly. Uh, it's going to be flying around Mars. Uh, one of the big problems with Mars is there's only certain places we could put human settlements because there's only water in certain places, which actually may not be true, which is also mind-blowing. But nonetheless, uh, by having helicopters, we'd be able to move people and things around Mars in places we couldn't. You can't have two human settlements too far apart because if something goes wrong, you can't get the people out in an emergency. In this way, by using helicopters, you could. And the helicopter blade design is based on, not isn't purely, but is based on the theory produced by Leonardo da Vinci's uh, a first helicopter design, which is crazy. And you're thinking like, well, it's a helicopter. The air on Mars is like one eighth the thickness of the air on earth. And there's very little oxygen. So it's like a whole different makeup and they're going to fly a goddamn helicopter. And three years ago, we used a sky, a rocket sky crane to land a thing on Mars. And everybody was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And this week I said, did you hear about Mars? And you're like, Oh, I heard there was just like something happened up there. Like, this is why we land on the moon July 11th, 1969, and then two missions later, people were like, Meh, until the thing blows up, and then we're like, oh, Apollo 13, and then the moon program ends two missions later, because people were just like, Meh, who cares about the moon? <laughs> this is why, because Americans have a short attention span, and we just need a virus to wipe out half humanity, and that would be super helpful. Well, just like NASA, I think we did good here today. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, did you just give NASA a compliment? I know, it hurts me hey. inside. Oh, uh, we'll have to talk about the trains next time and how Corey's opinions on trains <laughs> is about to be revolutionized. <laughs> Probably won't. <laughs> but we've done something. I don't know if it's good. As always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network for Corey and no producer today. I'm the producer. This is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. I will never concede on Amtrak. I will never concede. You are going to be sitting stodgy in your first class cabin on the way to Vegas like, fuck trains, man. I fucking hate trains. Maglev or bust. <laughs>